But if instead of thinking yourself as a freelancer, and instead thinking I'm a business that partners with other businesses to tell stories, that's what I do. And so when I come into an audition, I am representing my business. You respect my work enough. You think that my business might partner well with your business, which is this story that we're about to tell, this you know project that we're about to work on. Today, we have another behind the podcast episode with an actor helping you create more control in your career, Mike Moreno from Actor CEO. If you'd love to have a mentor on demand for your career, something Mike wishes he had when starting out, then I believe you're really going to enjoy learning about this show. Hey there, my name is Nathan Agin. This is The Working Actor's Journey, bringing you in-depth conversations with actors that have been working professionally for decades. I've come across a number of other great acting-related podcasts out there, all taking different approaches, and I want to share those with you. So far, I've chatted with Peyton Follis of In and Out of the Arena, an actor based in Atlanta with a roundtable-style show, and with Audrey Moore of Audrey Helps Actors, an actress in Los Angeles. I know I could just mention the title and say, go listen, but I felt like I wanted to do more, to find out more of the story behind it who's involved, and share that with you. I'm doing The Working Actor's Journey because I love hearing the story. So that's what this episode is about, too. And of course, as these hosts are connecting with and talking to lots of folks in the industry, they are exposed to a lot of great info. So that's what I want to tap into as well with this kind of episode. What have they heard over and over? What has the host learned about acting or the journey since they started their podcast? What are their favorite moments? Now, Actor CEO has over a hundred episodes, and Mike has talked with teachers, industry pros, and actors of various levels, and has covered so many different topics, including actor finances, marketing, social media, auditions, voiceover, and so much more. I also thought this episode would be a great place to tell you that we have a new free guide to download. It's called 10 Ways to Stop Worrying and Start Working. Discover the mindset of working actors. Inside this online guide are 10 specific ways you can stop worrying and start working when it comes to being an actor. Hear thoughts, ideas, and advice from those who have been acting 40 plus years, taken from excerpts from past episodes. These guests do not know everything, nor is everything easy for them. They just have been around long enough to have figured out a few things, and they are sharing this with you. Get your copy of the guide now at workingactorsjourney.com slash sign up, and there's also a link in the episode description and on the show notes. The host of Actor CEO Mike Moreno is a New York-based actor with credits in theater, film, and TV, and his show's goal is for all of us to understand how much an acting career is like running your own business and using the insights we learn to create our own success. Think of our chat as a quick look at the kinds of things you'll hear more of on his show. So the Actor CEO podcast dives into the knowledge and skills that allow actors and artists to embrace their creative entrepreneur spirit, along with the reality that you both run and own your own business from the moment you choose to be a professional. Its focus is to help you learn the skills that make a more successful actor by taking control of yourself as a brilliant creative business and becoming a rock star CEO of that business. 
join Mike in becoming an actor CEO. The show is very well reviewed and often in the top 200 of all performing arts podcasts in the U.S. Many of you may already be listeners and fans, but if not, get on that. Here's just a bit of what Mike and I cover. Where is Mike in his journey? The difference he's seen in performers between New York and L.A.? What Mike has learned from doing his podcast? Why it's crucial to create great self-tape auditions? The two things that if actors do will put them miles ahead? What you can learn from Will Smith and The Rock when it comes to performing? And much more. I always love hearing the why and the story behind things, including with other podcasts, and it's a great bonus when these hosts are also actors. Now, if you're enjoying these episodes, I want to let you know you can also become a premium member of the show, and there are a number of different perks, including bonus episodes, exclusive opportunities, and more. Members can hear additional conversations with past guests Robert Pine, Don Didwick, Richard Reilly, and Tony winner Reed Burney. Head over to workingactorsjourney.com slash premium to find out more and become a member. A special shout-out to those at the co-star level or higher. Adam, Jeff, Robert, Ken, and Ralph. Thrilled that you all are members. So here's a bit more about Mike's journey. He grew up in Los Angeles and has earned a BFA and MFA in acting, along with training at the Lee Strasberg Institute. He's done numerous Shakespeare productions around the country, including with Shakespeare and Company, Shrunken Shakespeare, The Shakespeare Forum, The Queen's Players, Gorilla Shakespeare, and Island Shakespeare Company. He's been the lead in several New York films and has also appeared on Law & Order SVU. I'm honored that Mike is part of this, and I really enjoyed connecting with him. It's wonderful to find like-minded actors who see how necessary learning the business of show business really is. So here we go with a look behind the podcast, Actor CEO. Please enjoy my chat with its host, Mike Moreno. Are you still in LA or are you in, cause you were I'm in not New York. Actually. I live in, I do live in New York City currently. Okay. Got it. Got it. Um, where would you say you are in your journey right now? Well, I would say I'm, so I would say I'm very much a creator. That's really what I've come to realize. And, and that has come through a number of different things, right? I've gone through training, uh, in undergrad and as MFA as an actor, as a performer. And coming to New York City, I came as an actor, as a performer. I got an agent right away coming out of showcases as an actor, as a performer. But very quickly coming into New York City, what's unique about New York City and the creatives that live and thrive here are, um, they're, they're never really one thing. Uh, it's, it's very much a town and having grown up in Los Angeles, um, that town is a little bit different, um, where people do find themselves in their niche and they kind of stay there. Actors generally tend to stay actors. Uh, filmmakers generally tend to stay filmmakers. Writers generally tend to stay writers here in New York city. Um, there's a lot more flow between all of the different disciplines I've found in my time here. And I think now that we're 
we are now, and I talk about it on the podcast all the time, reaching another level. Um, and I think that's just kind of happened recently with technology and all these content creators that are out there where more and more, um, actors and directors and filmmakers are finding themselves in a position where they can do all of these wonderful different things and juggle many balls in the air mm -hmm. at the same time. Sure. And yeah. no one is either judging them for that. Um, in fact, they're applauding it and, and they're finding better reach and, and more opportunity because of it. And I have come to that journey in, uh, in sort of a backwards way. Like I was very much focused on being an actor and I was able to get on a television show and I was able to, you know, do theater. And then I started creating some stuff. I started creating some theater. I started working with, um, you know, other creatives out there to develop um, theater shows. And I did that a number of times and then created my own web series and did that before, you know, I really knew how to do it really. Um, and so that really started spurring me on this path of, of realizing that I could dip my creative understanding into multiple pools and actually come out with something that was genuinely uh, fulfilling for me. Well, flash forward to, you know, eight years of doing that in New York City, yeah. then having a son, which very much limited my time now. And I've always certainly wanted to be a family man and start a family and, you know, be part of that. And, and our family started growing here in New York City. Well, that New York City is is built in such a way that um, it severely limited my time, my ability to do some of the creative things that I wanted to do uh, and that I was constantly doing while balancing also working, right, to be able to pay the rent and, you know, mm -hmm. put food in my fridge and all this wonderful stuff that we love uh, that helps us survive. Uh, but uh, so then that shifted my perspective yet again, right? I was like, okay, so... I had to really dive deep into what is it that I'm really trying to do? Am I only focused on this acting thing? And if, you know, having a child um, limits the a number of opportunities I can take because of how much they pay, because of where they go, because of how long they, they last, um, then what else can I do that still allows me to connect to this creative community that I know and love um, while also still being there for my family and building something that I also know and love and want to continue into the future. Um, how can I balance these two things? And the podcast really came out of that very much to my wife's prodding who had been listening to podcasts hmm. long before I had, and was like, you should start a pot. You should start a podcast. Why haven't you started? You should start. A podcast. <laughs> like, nah, I'm not gonna, why I'm gonna, nah, nobody wants to hear what I have. No, I'm not going to, you know, all this sort of, uh, nonsense really that comes out of it and then finally i did and, and and you know as you know as a podcaster it takes a little while for the ball to get going it takes a little while for you to find your voice and really understand what is it that you're trying to get out there and say and um along that you know through that same process i was also finding out more of what made me the creative individual that i am and what i really stumbled upon was since the beginning for me i was always viewing things from the big picture perspective. Um, I liked being an actor, but more importantly, I liked being a creator. I liked being able to manifest something out of either my imagination or the imagination of others into the real world and create something that tells an impactful story that moves then either myself or the people I work with, or perhaps even the audience forward to another level of you know, knowing themselves or higher consciousness or whatever. I just felt like storytelling really did that and did it exceptionally well. Uh, and so as I understood that, um, 
that's what I've started to infuse the podcast with. Now, the podcast specifically um, focuses on treating your career like a business. But the reason why I came at it from that perspective was because that was the thing that I felt I was missing. Uh, that was the gap in my knowledge coming yeah, out of, yeah. you know, shit, seven years of training, right? Um, and then finally coming into the real world and then knowing like superficially that it's a business that I'm going into, it's show business, right? But having never had anybody actually break it down and, and tell me, this is how you do it. This is how you have to have your perspective. This is your mindset. This is who, how you're building relationships. This is how you do it. And speaking to professionals who, as I say on the, t on the show all the time are five, 10, 15 steps ahead of me. Uh, that was really the feedback I was getting from them. And so I thought, okay, how can I connect this to all the other actors out there who are, um, you know, out there on the grind trying to do this professionally, but also didn't get this uh, perspective or training. And so that has now become the conversation of the podcast. But again, looking at it from 30,000 feet up, what's really happening is I'm connecting the information from those who are out there doing it. And some of them are contemporaries of, of the people who are listening, of course, right? They're not mm -hmm. necessarily, you know, uh, they haven't been in the business for, they don't need to have been in the business for, you know, 40 years. Um, they could be doing it now, but they've just realized certain aspects of it that become useful and helpful. And so I connect them. And then what, what I've really found is that it's raising, again, the story I'm telling in this context is you are a business, you are in control, in fact, far more than you've ever been told you are. Uh, you are an entrepreneur, you are a CEO, you are building something that is inherently creative and connected to you and that you are actually in control of and you can do with what you will. You can make happen in any way possible. And that means that if you consider yourself an actor, if you've been trained as an actor, but you're like, man, I'd love to write something that like, I just feel this urge to do X, Y, Z. But then if I, if I start doing that, people think I'm not an actor anymore. And then what, and I, and I want to break those illusions because that's BS. It's total BS. It doesn't exist anymore, especially now. 10 years ago, you might have been able to say, well, you know, this is where the paradigm is. And so people do view it in sort of these narrow focused ways of, of you're either this or you're this or you're this. And if you're trying to do too many of these things at once, then I can't, I don't consider you serious in any of them. Mm -hmm. That is no longer true by a mile. That is, we've evolved past that in the creative community. And, and what's happening is it's eventually our evolving which is often true of the arts, is moving into the rest of society. So because we as creatives have are starting to move past that, letting each other do these multiple things and have these multiple outlets and build these multiple audiences and live these multiple creative lives in what at whatever level of success you deem worthy, right? Um it's now bleeding out into the rest of society and businesses are starting to follow this trend. Um, culture is starting to follow this trend. So I'm certain, certainly not saying I was a catalyst in that. I'm just saying that I've, you know, it's, be, it's, I've been illuminated to that fact uh, alongside many other people. And uh, I think that that's kind of a, a very hyperbolic way of describing what I do as the, on the <laughs> podcast. All right. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, no, there's a, there's a lot of, a lot of good stuff in there. I mean, and it's really, um, it's, it's exciting to hear that this came out of your own, 
personal journey. The, the, I mean, even with your, your wife's prodding, the idea of, you know, what am I missing and what do I want to learn? Like, I think that's really cool to hear that, um, the podcast came out of, you know, a personal desire for you of what, what's the gap, uh, in my knowledge mm-hmm. and what, what do I need to fill in here? Um, and, and I think that's really great. I think that's, I think it's, you know, even if somebody listening is not looking to start a podcast, whatever their creative thing is, um, you know, just hearing that, yeah, I mean, it can, it can be as simple as, I would like to see this or, you know, I would like to represent this or, you know, that kind of thing. Like, I don't see this out in the marketplace currently and I want to learn about this or study this or whatever it is. I think it's important to to hear that that's where ideas can come from, that, you know, it, it, it can start in a place like that. Yeah, it's totally acceptable now. Okay, so thinking about the podcast and, you know, all the episodes you've done, and I know there's over 100 episodes – what are a few things you feel like you've learned about acting or the journey since you've started doing the podcast? Right. So specifically, again, you are in control mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. of your of your creative journey. And, you know, the paradigms are falling apart. So so the studio system is no longer what it was. There's all these content creators out there. Um, I found that it, because you're in control um, you get to tell the story that works best for you um, in the moment that it works best for you. So if you're like, OK, so in this moment, I want to focus on acting. I want to get out there and audition for things. And I think these shows that either Netflix is doing or maybe Amazon is coming out with content or, um, you know, Uber is about to create a show or whatever, which mm. you know, not. But I believe they will at some point <laughs> when their cars are driving themselves and right, you know, they yeah. have a captive audience. Uh you know, and they, and they're sort of like leaning in this direction. I would be perfect for that type of thing. Great. So, so you're in control, right? Which means that, um, you can put together co- either content or you can, you can manipulate your creative energies to focus towards that goal. And so that, that would certainly lead to the second thing, which is you're in control of what it is that you do, but you have to have goals. You have to have, um, waypoints towards which you can focus your energies at any given time. Cause if you don't, if you're, if you are expecting, you know, your agent to do it for you, your manager to do it for you, you to go to these casting workshops and then like call you six months later out of the blue, then, you know, just cause you went in there and read a scene, like that's not, those are not goals. That's not working towards something specific. You must work towards something specific in the short term so that you can build up this momentum to whatever it is you want to do in the long term. And in the long term, most of us creatives, for sure, we want to have creative freedom, creative freedom to have those moments where we're like, oh, I want to start a show and I'm going to start it about this and it's going to do this and it's going to have my friends and we're going to talk about this and it's never been done before, at least, you know, not interestingly. And we're going to do it, you know, in a really great way. And that inspires me to create my own stuff. Okay, Mm -hmm, fine. mm -hmm. But um, it's harder to have that energy when you know, the other stuff isn't working for you when you aren't, you know, auditioning well, or you aren't getting, you know, the roles that you like to, to get, or you're having trouble, um, you know, doing lower paying shows or something that, you know, and balancing that with your work and, and your social life that doesn't allow you to then have the creative freedom to do these other things. Well, get that 
other shit in order first. So have goals. Be like, okay, so I want to get on these shows, which means I need to know who these people are, which means mm-hmm, I need to mm-hmm, go sure. meet them or get in front of them in a specific way and show myself in a specific way. Very much nowadays, we speak about that as brand. You're branding right, yourself, right. right? So that um, because you're in this moment in time, for these specific goals you're trying to accomplish, you are putting yourself in front of um, those who are in the industry that work on the side that allow you to be cast or allow you to make your film or allow you to do whatever the next thing is you want to do. Um, I shouldn't say allow, but they, cause they're not so much gatekeepers anymore, but they work with, with you to make those things happen. Um, so you have to build relationships specifically with those people and they also have a condensed time frame. So they have to be able to understand what it is that you do and do well in a very short amount of time. And that is mm-hmm. why branding mm-hmm. is so important. So con- you control everything. You control your own creative life. You control your direction, but you have to control it. Otherwise, you're not going to have any focus. So the next step is focus, right? You got to focus on something. You got to have goals. You got to set something for yourself that you can measure against and say, mm-hmm. am I working towards achieving this or not? And then uh, three is having some sort of uh, like brand attached to it, like some sort of mm. uh, package, some sort of direction, some sort of a uh, right you know, you're working within the industry. You're, 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 um, allowing them to understand you in a really solid and deep way that again, you get to craft. So it's, if it's not authentic to you, then forget about it. Then move on. No, you don't need for somebody to say, I think you should do this. You can listen to all the advice that's available to you. But right. if someone's like, you need to be, you know, the sexy, you know, black widow, you know, temptress girl. And you're like, yeah, well, that's not, I don't really feel that. Um, then don't fucking do it, you know, do something sure, else, do sure. the thing that is authentic to you so that you can come in every time with whatever it is and have an 80, 90% chance that you're going to crush it because it's 80 to 90% you naturally you and the extra 10 to 20% are the things where you can stretch yourself. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a very, it's a really interesting way to look at it. And, and, and I think it's very important uh given you know what what you're talking about and and what is the reality out there that um you know because there are so many options for people and things are moving so quickly these days i mean as humans we always compartmentalize and make instant judgments and assessments of people uh this is how we function and so now because of all of the media and input and and things coming our way, all of us, you know, we just have less time to devote to any one thing. Uh, because there's so, you know, if you're sending in a, a demo reel or a clip or a self-taped audition or whatever, you know, it has to be very clear what you bring. And, and, and that in and of itself is a journey, you know, you discovering, yeah, what is, what is my brand? Cause it's like, yes, today I could say, you know what, Nathan is X and, you know, I can make that decision, but what's going to be the journey of, how I develop that type and that character and, and really kind of lean into it and embrace it. But I, I think you definitely highlight uh, a lot of really great points in terms of uh, the control and focus and, and goals and brand. It, it's just really important. I mean, I, I felt very lucky in Los Angeles to have found a group called the Actors Network, which mm. still exists online, which uh, was all about the business of being an actor. You know, it was you know, because one of the ideas was, you know, your talent is assumed. Like we assume you know what to do. 
Like that's hopefully what your college degree or whatever other training you have has prepared you for. Like if you go to the audition, you have to be able to do it. Like that's just no question. But then all the other things that most schools don't teach you, you know, whether it's the Actors Network or a podcast like the Actor CEO, like, and there are some programs that are starting to incorporate, you know, some of this information, but it's definitely not the norm. Um, and so there's thousands right. of actors every year graduating, um, if not hundreds of thousands worldwide who are just like, great. I, kn- I know, I know the objectives and I know what my character wants. And it's like, that's fantastic. What else, you know, like that's only part of the battle. So I, right. I think it's, you know, it cannot be understated, like how important it is to really understand, like you are the product you're selling. And just like any, you know, if, if you went and interviewed a bunch of CEOs, you know, it would be all business talk. It's like, yeah, you have to do market research and you have to understand, you know, what your product is and what it satisfies and what need it fills and all these things. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's just, it's just really important. And it's really great that you're, you're providing, uh, a resource for people to learn all of this. Now, this is not an interview of, of me and my ideas, but I, I am clearly also very passionate about the topic. Um, one other thing I wanted to ask, and I'm sure you have many, but, uh, do you have, or do you have a favorite or, or what's one favorite moment from the podcast? Ooh, that is a good question. Gosh. Um, there's been a lot of profound things that people have said for sure. Um, great moments and great perspective from, from mm-hmm. be they directors mm-hmm. or casting directors or authors, instructors. You know, honestly, I can't think of one, Nathan, that sticks out as like the moment where I was like, wow, that's a, that was a surprising. Well, I, I know, I know each episode is, is one of your babies and I would never ask you to pick a favorite. I was just wondering, is there any number of moments that I'm sure you could pick one that you're like, oh, you know what? That was a, that was a fun idea or that was a fun moment or, or experience. And if not, that's okay. But, uh, it's always, well, it's always I think, a, you know, a, it can be a good entry point for people, uh, discovering the podcast for the first time. Yeah, sure. So, so that's a good, that's a good perspective. I mean, recently, one of the things that I've found really valuable, uh, was talking to this guy, Darren Sussman, who started, um, I can't remember which episode it is, but it's a recent one. It's after the hundreds, I think. Okay. Um, uh, he started a company called the Institute for Financial Wellness for the Arts. Hmm. And, uh, so he started Theater Mania Innovation Ticks years ago. Oh, wow. Um, okay. which is, you know, great. Obviously, you know, successful and certainly a successful businessman. But now what he's doing is he's trying to help the artistic community, be they musicians, actors, or, uh, writers or any other creative, find ways into the financial community. So those who are like financial advisors and financial planning, that can that have helped many other business owners and individuals um, plan for retirement, you know, use put their money away smartly, um, build some wealth off of the assets that they have, but have for the for the large part entirely ignore, ignored the creative community for an extended period of time. Mm, and sure. he him coming from the creative community and with his connection to the financial community said this is a gap that needs to be filled. And so I right. just th- found that really profound and really really smart and um and was like a huge benefit to obviously myself and my community. So right. bringing him on and hearing him talk about that and hearing how um, that's what he's trying to build um, was really inspirational to me. And I, and again, Kristen Chenoweth is part of this, like other, you know, bigger oh, cool. actors yeah. and, and artists are, are part of this as well. They sit on the board and the advisory board. And that's uh, so it's a big thing that obviously the artistic community is standing up and saying, you know, we do need access to these resources. 
um, in a smart, effective way that understands fundamentally how our lives work. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that's a, that's a really big thing. And it has still, you know, to this day stood out to me as something that's going to be very important in the future. Yeah. Yeah. That's an awesome project. Um, very cool. Now we've talked about the, industry and how it has changed in, uh, you know, general terms over the last, you know, 10 and certainly 20, 30 years. Like it's just a very, very different environment for actors, you know, whether they're coming out of school or, or deciding to start a career today. Like it's, it's a very different place. I'm wondering, is there a new or recent trend you're seeing in the acting business, like in the last year or so, something, you know, that's popped up on your radar? Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest, so two things I will say, uh, one is self-taping is something mm-hmm. that actors need to get a handle on in a, in a very effective way. And what do mm-hmm. I mean by that? So that, uh, self-taping is rampant, right? We just have the ability now. Our camera phones are capable enough. The technology is around enough. Um, I've got two blog, three blog posts actually up on the, on the actor CEO blog about it. Um, about equipment and stuff like that, that self-taping is everywhere and, and the casting services use it all the time. And it's very, very um, effective to be able to submit from anywhere really on the planet. Right. Um, and, but it, it's not something necessarily that, you know, coming out of your acting institution or wherever you're trained, uh, you're going to really know um, mm-hmm. you need mm-hmm. to f- get some sort of focus and training or however you do this, um, and work on it specifically, um, because that is a very crucial part of auditioning now. It's no longer as, it's as important as being able to go in the room and handle, you know, that first moment of like, Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's hot out today. I know in New York city, right. but, uh, you know, <clears throat> what are you going to do? Or like, you know, I always change, bring my change of clothes. Cause like why walk through all that nonsense? Or did you see the blackout yesterday? Oh man, that was crazy. Um, that, that being able to handle that sort of face to face thing, that's obviously not available on self tapes. But the other thing is like you're on camera and you have control over this and you have control over how you deal with that element. And there are, you're starting to see now people do really, really good self tapes. Um, mm-hmm. and I, and I mean like in terms of production value and lighting and stuff, you don't need all of that, but you can master that element and you have your own time and your own capabilities to master that element in the best way possible. So I highly encourage actors to focus on mastering that element of the audition because mm. it's cool. So necessary now. Um, and then the second thing, uh, again, goes back to what we've talked about, a few times, which is the ability to create your own work. Uh, mm-hmm. There's so much content out there right now that obviously there's a, a thousand different things to audition for in any given moment, but um, they're also looking for content, those content creators. They're looking for stuff to put up. So the idea that you could write something or create something or um, even to create a character that becomes popular or whatever. The fact that there is no, nobody standing between you and an audience um, is remarkable and really hasn't right. existed very much since God, I don't know the troubadour days or whatever, um, you know, and that's uh, that's a really powerful thing. So not only can you create something that you can actually um, build for an audience and build an audience out of, but um, the minute you start doing anything like that, you have something that you can then, um, pass on to 
you know, all these other platforms that, that, uh, you know, you might not have even been able to get an audition for, but they're like, we love your show. We're going to put it on Netflix. It's like, oh, great. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, or whatever it is, we're going to put it on CBS now or, you know, all these other like smaller things, you know, Netflix is what it is, but there's going to be, you know, CBS now, Disney's coming out with its own app. Uh, you know, T-Mobile is going to have its own little TV show thing, you know, all this stuff. Right. And you can get in to all of these different platforms and places, whether it's domestically. And I speak as someone who lives in the States um, or internationally, uh, you know, it might be a big hit in Korea. I mean, that's entirely possible and it's right. and it's doable and people are doing it now. So you don't there is nothing to stop you from doing that. It just takes an understanding of creative storytelling. It takes an understanding of how you um can can build something and build an audience out of that uh but uh, it's entirely doable so focusing on those two things are going to put actors miles ahead um in this current environment that's a current those two are two current trends that are only building into bigger and bigger things that actors should cool. focus on for sure Awesome. Yeah. I've, I've definitely seen a, a lot about self-taping. I'm really glad you brought that up. Um, and even, you know, even through Instagram, you know, you just see, you know, you're seeing, you know, you're seeing that hashtag pop up more and more actors are using it and doing it and trying different things. I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. And, uh, and then, yeah, just, you know, creating characters and, and being willing to, to put that stuff out there. Well, and I'll add one more thing to that. You know, you mentioned Instagram and the hashtag and people sharing their self-tapes a lot. Uh, you know, I've seen it take a whole nother level and I've even started a Facebook group about it where actors are now even sharing their either demo reels or sharing clips or sharing their content. Maybe it's content that they've created, in fact, um, through the Facebook advertising platform. Because again, oh, yeah. you have yeah. access to these tools. This is the uh, remarkable thing about the world in which we live. Um, Facebook is a platform. Of course, Facebook owns Instagram. Um, YouTube is a platform. Google owns YouTube. You have the capability as an average person. You don't need to be a company or a corporation. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're mm-hmm. a business because you're an actor and you're a business. But you have the ability to market on the same platform that Coca-Cola does, that Gillette, that, you know, Mercedes-Benz does. And the price is the same. You have access to it. So $20 spent on any one of these platforms to get your content in front of people who are most likely to engage with it is entirely within your power. So just recently, I started a Facebook group called uh, Facebook Ads for Actors, Artists, and Filmmakers, where we specifically talk about um, what it takes to start understanding that platform and what are the best ways to use it and what, you know, what are the opportunities and potential for it? Awesome. That's so yeah, very so cool. it's another, yeah. another way for actors to get their stuff in front of people. I think that is a very underutilized and probably not thought about and definitely not talked about idea. Um, because it's, it, it's just such a, it's such a new concept um, sure. you know, I mean, advertising has been around, but you know, individual, that's the thing artists, that actors overlook all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Is marketing, exactly. marketing yeah. themselves. Yeah, you're right. They feel bad about it. They feel like somebody else should do it. They feel like they can't be their own advocate. And again, that is a, a, a dynamic, uh, and a myth that I entirely want to break down. Um, yeah. are there sleazy ways to go about doing it? Of course. <laughs> Should you do any of those? And no, yeah. you can, enti- right. you can be a confident, uh, self-sustaining artist 
that is able to either negotiate or certainly engage in networking and marketing without mm -hmm. being desperate or sleazy or um, annoying, certainly, right. uh, and be entirely respectful of of your own craft and your own capabilities and the time and position uh, of those who you're talking to. Cool. No, this is great. No, great information for actors. And, and I love that it's solid information that, that people need to understand just in terms of the business. But then there's also some really cool, different and new and exciting ideas that actors, uh, could really take advantage of. And I think they'd be smart to at least investigate them. So, Finally, I am curious, uh, you know, you're still very much, you know, maybe we can call it the beginning part of your journey and, and hopefully it's, uh, you know, many, many years ahead, uh, you know, with your career and being a creative. But I am curious, what is one thing you wish you had done when you began your career? Oh, man. Uh, absolutely think about it. As a business, mm -hmm. I mean, think about it within this perspective, just like we've been talking about, right? Um, which is kind of how I've built the podcast is something that I wish I would have had, right? Uh, that's trying, that's what I'm trying to build with the whole accuracy or platform is a platform to deliver information I wish I would have had 10 years ago, uh, coming out of school. Cause that would have been a game changer. Mm -hmm. Um, now, of course, you have to be, in a position to hear the information, right? You have right. to have the mindset that like, yeah, I am in control of this. Yeah, I am, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the creative owner of this, you know, property that is, you know, me as an actor or me as a filmmaker or whatever it might be. Um, the good thing is though, is that because the cultural landscape has, um, shown us a lot of these people, for instance, there are even Hollywood stars, right? Like Will Smith is, is, a, is now creating his own content, right? on YouTube, right? Yeah. What so why so why would he be doing that if it wasn't a smart idea? Mm -hmm. Right. And like, he and, right? Yeah, um, and he's been someone that has like if you read about him like he, he doesn't he, need to do that. Right. No, but he's also right? he's also always looked at what are the smart avenues? Like he he's he's not somebody that just sits at home and waits for the next thing. Like he he's been very targeted and probably goal oriented in his career. So you you're right. Like there's there's some there's some bigger picture he's working on. Right. Same with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Right, right? exactly. You yeah. see him, and he's branded himself in an effective way. He's using Instagram in an effective way. He has an app now that, like, wakes you up. Oh, right, yeah. They're doing this for a reason, because it's working, because it's the cultural landscape now, because the digital technology allows us to reach these people. They do not have to wait for a producer or a studio to have access to an audience anymore. And by right. curating that audience and building an audience of people who know who they are, who find them authentic and engaging and entertaining and thrilling – um, and exciting. And, you know, there's that con the conversation is open. They can build something that really resonates with people and is something mm -hmm. that they really like doing. Um, so I believe that because those who are perhaps in school right now or those who are just starting their journey see that in the landscape, unlike how I did 10 years ago. Um, sure. But they see it in the landscape now, especially in the entertainment landscape and especially with those who they might follow, celebrities and the like. Right. Um, so it's a little bit more in your brain of like, oh, you can control how how you, your creative path goes. And 
because of that understanding, if you can come at it with that perspective, then knowing that you're the business, knowing that you're in control, knowing that setting those goals to take the next step to achieve X, Y, Z or whatever it is, meeting the right people, you're building relationships, um, that becomes so much more of a, of something that you can actually do and you can wrap your head around it. And it's not, not separating you from your own creative life. In fact, I've distilled this down in some ways to, um, what I call the five day, five month challenge, which, you know, people can go to actorceo.com slash five day challenge. They'll find it right away. It's a free challenge. And what it is, is it allows you in five days to basically distill this down of like, what is it that you do as an actor? Who are you? And what, what do you do? Where can you do that right now? Who are you trying to reach? Who are the people that are doing that or that you need to get in front of? What are the steps that you need to do in order to get in front of these people? What are the, uh, how will you know, like, what are the key performance indicators? What is the feedback that you will get that you will know that you're on the right path to success for those specific goals? And then what are the rewards that you give yourself as you slowly march down that path, slowly or quickly, however it might be, right. that you march down that path so you incentivize the process of meeting those goals? And that's like really what it is, is it's a business plan. I call it a challenge yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah. what you what you end up doing is I say in five days, you can plan out your next five months right. of your acting career, yeah. of what it is that you're looking to accomplish, who you need to meet to make that happen, what you need to do to start those actions and see them through, and then how you reward yourself along the way. And uh, I think that that's a very big perspective shift and to be able to be handed something like that in this case it's like a one pdf thing you go there you sign up on the email and it gives it to you right away mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um you know it's it's that one thing that you can just walk through and uh, figure out a good plan for yourself now you can change it it can evolve but it is good to stick with something for a period of time to try and see it through and make commitments right uh before you you know take the next step because you got to have some data to figure out am i is this working or is sure. it not? Yeah. You won't, you won't ever know if you don't put it out there. Right. So, you know, things like that, I think are very effective nowadays. Mm -hmm. And, uh, mm -hmm. I'm trying to be a platform that provides those tools and resources because I wish I had them. Right. You know, back in the day when I first started. Yeah. No, that, that that's great. And, you know, again, this, this mindset of, of being a CEO, being, I mean, that's really the question, you know, even, even, teenagers or, or college or, or older, if you decide you want to start a career as an actor, it's, you know, yes, you can ask yourself, oh, do I, I really like, you know, you know, playing different characters and inhabiting other roles. That's great. But do you also want to be an entrepreneur? Do you want to run your own business? Because I mean, yeah, certainly you could just, you know, uh, decide to do community theater in your town and not have ambitions beyond that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to be an actor getting paid for this professionally for a long time, uh, it's just embracing, well, this is the world we live in. And, you know, I think for a long time, actors, you know, rightly or wrongly may just see themselves as, well, I'm, I'm just the thing cast in that project. You know, I'm, I'm just put into something. Right. Again, we're, we're both artists and actors. I mean, I'm not dismissing anything when I say, use the word almost like cog that, you know, that you can think of yourself like, oh, well, I'm just the cog in the machine. Well, mm -hmm. no, you're, you're the person building the machine to some degree and, and selling it. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's, you know, do you want to run your own business is probably as valuable a question, 
uh, as do you want to be a creative or actor or character or, you know, do, do you want, you know, do you love the theater? You know, do you love filmmaking? You know, those are all great questions to ask. And, you know, where are your passions and your interests? Um, I mean, not, not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody wants to run their own company. Uh, and again, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just understanding being an actor today and, you know, that's what it requires and that's what it demands if you want a long-term career. You know, the days of just hoping right. to kind of be a cog that will just be cast, you might be lucky, but, you know, a business plan based on luck is not going to get you that far. No, it's not sustainable. And that's what I really try to focus on on the podcast is, you know, I'm helping you focus on yourself as a business mm-hmm. um, so that you can create a sustainable creative life. Right. Not yeah. something that, uh, you know, if you're a freelancer, then you're sort of at the whim of whoever has the capability of hiring you. But if instead of thinking yourself as a freelancer who is a cog in, in the machine, as you say, um, and instead thinking I'm a business that partners with other businesses mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. tell stories. Right. That's what I do. And yeah. so when I come into an audition, I am representing my business, me, that has done all this creative things. You can see my resume, my reel, whatever it is. This is why I'm here. You're obviously brought me into this audition because you respect my work enough. You think that my business might partner well with your business, which is this story that we're about to tell this, you know, project that we're about to work on. Um, and so that now we're going to see if that, if that's true, if that works out and if that makes sense and if it works for your business, but your business has needs that my business may not, or that I don't understand. And that right. I don't need to understand. Right. And you might be like, Oh, well, our budget is X, Y, Z and it doesn't work with your, you know, sure. quote or whatever, or our, you know, aesthetic or our brand has this certain look. And although your business is great, it doesn't match our brand aesthetic and look, um, or the target audience we're trying to reach. Okay. Fine. Or our, uh, we're trying to grow our audience. You have an audience. And so that right. might be very useful to us. And it's so happens that to be the audience that we need. And so that might play into it as well. Um, but that, those are all business decisions, sure. right? Uh, but they're, you know, your business is built on a creative craft, but again, you're partnering with other businesses and, and looking at it that way, as opposed to being a cog in a wheel can be very um, effective to creating something that is sustainable. Right. And I, I, I don't know if we've used this word yet, but what I, what I, I really believe a lot of this is doing is empowering the actor. And, you know, I think there are too many opportunities and it's too easy for actors to give that power away of, well, I hope this person cast me or I hope they give me this job or I, you know, I hope, I hope, I hope, I wish, I wish, I wish. And, you know, I, I reached that point in my own life is like, why am I waiting for other people to give me opportunities? I mean, you know, it is such, it is such a numbers game and it's such a small percentage of people who, you know, book the jobs out there that if I'm, you know, resting my hopes and dreams and goals on other people, on the, on the fraction of a percentage of people who book the work, I'm never going to achieve any of my goals. So it's like, what can I do? And, and again, it's that, it's that flipping the script of like, how can you empower the actor to think about this? And I, and I really love that idea of you as the actor partnering with other businesses. I think that's a great way to put it because, and, and it's just, I mean, when it comes down to casting, I mean, they have a problem. They need someone to fix that problem. 
They don't know who's going to play that part. So are you, are you going to be able to solve that problem for them? If they knew who was going to play that part, they wouldn't be casting for it. They have, they have a problem. They need something, uh, for that space. And, you know, maybe you're the right fit. Install their own windows. They would do it themselves. Right. Exactly. But they can't. So they hire a professional (laughs) or they resource a group of professionals and figure out who works best with all the, you know, their considerations. That's great. Yeah. And then hire them. Yeah. Yeah. No, this this is great. Well, um, clearly we could probably keep talking about this for another two hours, but, uh, this has been a really cool, uh, quick look at, at the work you're doing with the actor CEO podcast. And and I'm really glad we were able to connect and, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to continue to see, you know, the resources and things you put out there because I, again, I think it's very, very important and valuable for actors, uh, to embrace this line of thinking as early as possible. Uh, so, so yeah, thanks. Thanks for the work you're doing out there, Mike. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity, Nathan. I appreciate it. Hey guys, Nathan here one more time. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to subscribe so you don't miss anything ahead. Be sure to visit WorkingActorsJourney.com for additional info and links for items mentioned in today's episode, as well as all the episodes. You can follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. All the links are on our site and in the episode notes. Become a premium member and enjoy additional benefits and perks of the show starting at just $2 per month. Head over to WorkingActorsJourney.com slash premium to join the Working Actors community. Thanks again to today's guest and to everyone that makes these episodes possible. And a special thanks to you for listening. I'm Nathan Agan, and enjoy the journey.